We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn this thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton, for the stay. Hey guys, Willie Geist here with another special edition of the Sunday Sit-Down Podcast, where I am bringing you at the end of another year, my favorite conversations from 2021. As you listen to this conversation with music superstar Machine Gun Kelly, you might be asking yourself, why would Willie choose this as one of his favorite conversations? Well, it really and truly was. It did get off to a rocky start. I can't lie about that. MGK had a big show in Central Park the night before. I was there with my wife and my kids who absolutely love him, know every word to his songs. He didn't feel like the show went very well. Uh, He came in, let's say, uh, less than thrilled to be doing the interview. So after we got through a couple of questions where he didn't say much, I thought, let's give the man a break. Maybe he's not ready. He didn't love that. So we kind of grappled. We grind through the beginning of it. But when we come out the other side, a place, I think, where we kind of understood each other, we had a great conversation about his life, about his career, about where he is right now, about wanting to be heard, about his relationship with Megan Fox. Um, So, yes, you're going to hear it and go, ooh, maybe a little cringy at the beginning, but hang in with me because it truly ended up being one of my favorite conversations. Sometimes you got to just stay in it. You got to stay in it and you got to plow ahead. And I think it paid off. I should point out Machine Gun Kelly's real name is Colson Baker. So I call him Colson throughout the interview. So, yes, this is, believe it or not, one of my favorite interviews of 2021 with Machine Gun Kelly right now on the Sunday Sit-Down Podcast. You said that on stage last night when you were put on that show and giving off all that energy and that vibe to your fans who were giving it right back to you. You said at one point, I've got so much going on in my mind right now. What did you mean when you said that? I think I'm just losing my footing on how to be human. I'm so work-obsessed and I'm so busy trying to block out my demons with jobs that I'm uh, getting sick of like wearing a smile because I just don't have anything behind the smile anymore. It's like becoming hollow. Mm. And it's just like a, it's like a hologram. It's not real. Like the smile is becoming not real anymore. So I'm just trying to figure out how to uh, like, and I hope you keep this section on here. It's just, it's weird to me that I can't come in and have a morning where I'm overwhelmed with happiness, with sadness and all those things. And that I can't just come in front of cameras and be human because when I just tried to be, and I was just kind of like being my actual self and not smiling and giving you the answers you want, I was offered the option to stop and take a break or go for a walk and it's like why why do i have to be what you want you don't at all but that was what was insinuated right so like why i I would love for people to see how artists are actually what the expectations are because like 
I do always put that smile on. And for once, I was like, you know what? I'm going to like bring how I actually feel, not just in music. Because I've said it in music a million times and people don't seem to ever hear it. But it's funny that like when, when I can wear my actual self on my sleeve, that that's not acceptable and we have to take a break until I can f- muster enough to like fake uh, an answer that everyone wants. Not, I'm sorry, Colson, that you misread that. That wasn't my intention at all. I'm incredibly interested in your story. I'm a fan of your music, and that's all I want to tell that full story, and that's what we're going to cool. do. Cool. Well, then put the real stuff in there. You will. It, you will see it. You will see it. When you say it's putting that smile on and having to go out and do that and how difficult that is, I think some people would see that and go, man, this guy's on top of the world. He's got a platinum seller, right. number one album, right. all these things. And yet, as you say, that's all right there beneath the surface and it's in your music. So what do you say to people who are like, he's killing it right now. He's having his time. He's having his moment. Where do those demons that you talk about, where do they come from? I think that's kind of between me and my head. I need to work out with myself. But what I do enjoy about this is being able to smile genuinely in those times. Like when we won that VMA when we go out and we close the show and we weren't even supposed to close the show and the night just took a whirlwind of, a, of its own and bless us with that moment like those smiles those are the real ones i think um when it's for the people i'm like very authentic and 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 my gratefulness and when I'm in this room and I'm seeing so many people communicate behind that camera, like freaking out because I'm not, I don't know, like why does everyone keep moving back there and like doing, like why, 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 why am I just not, why is what's happening not okay? I'm just giving a, I'm just giving a very yeah. genuine interview, right? So like when I see everyone like freaking out and being like, what's happening i'm like i'm just being human right yeah to me it would be a lot cornier if i came and i was like ronald mcdonald in here just smiling and dancing around for no reason if that's not how i'm i'm just hyper focused i'm not anywhere near done with the goals that i set out to do i have yet to hear the public media like the mainstream media acknowledge my songwriting acknowledge the musicianship acknowledge the catalog like i hear i hear tabloid headlines that are like they they fall short in exciting me because i'm like nothing matters but the music and that's why I'm here today, to be clear. I want to talk about your music. That's why I was right there on the rail for your show last night, because you are a great musician, and you have made this incredible leap from hip-hop to, oh my gosh, he tries punk, and it's the number one album in I the world. I don't try punk. I am punk, and I do punk. I don't try. So what was that decision like for you, Colson, when you went in January of last year, 
to that record label and said, I'm making a punk album? It was already written. Like, the resurgence had to happen at some point. Like, music lost the music. There was no more instruments in music. It became synthesized. It became digital. It became electronic. Like, to see a stage with no musical instruments or even to see award shows have instruments that aren't plugged in. Do y'all know that? Do y'all know that your favorite artists go out there and play to play and, and it's not live, like their instruments aren't live? Do you know that? Have the list come out in these award shows of who the actual musicians that play live are. I encourage. It needed rawness again. It needed somebody to be like, I'll make a mistake and mess up or not mess up. And you can at least just hear my personality in the playing of however I was feeling that night. I'll do that in front of millions of people. Even if like somewhere between whatever year and, 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 and now that, that, rawness and authenticity got lost like I, I don't have a problem being that though so it was I had always given off that energy that I was willing to be the risk taker that I was willing to uh, I, that I always wanted to be responsible for some wave something that like people remember I was there when that happened or I remember when that happened or I remember when I first heard this or when I first saw this. And in my career, I've been fortunate enough to do that numerous times from the beginning of my career to the, to the, to a couple times in between and, and to right now. And to be honest, like right now feels like the start. But, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of here to put a distinct separation between what's polished and what's actual, what's, what's real, what, like, and to bring feel back. Everything's so numb because it's so perfect, and when it's perfect, it doesn't make you uncomfortable, and if you aren't uncomfortable, then you can't have a feeling. You just sit in the in the everything's okay and when everything's okay you're bored boredom isn't music to me music is excitement music is unpredictable that's the word that came to mind it's a little bit scary maybe too yeah was it nice to prove a bunch of people wrong when you put out tickets to my downfall when they said wait a minute he's a rapper What's he up to now? And to put out an album that good that had that much success, that continues to have that much success. Did that feel good to be able to say, I took this leap and it worked? And to prove some people wrong? Absolutely. <laughs> I think I know the answer, but was there any hesitation or any fear about going and playing punk? Not one. Not one. I, 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 it's actually strikes me as odd that 
people even associate that as a transition with me, as if I didn't come out with a six inch mohawk on my first album, as if I didn't have guitar based music on all of my albums, as if I wasn't on a warp tour for three years from Ernie Ball stages playing at 12.30, begging for people to stop and watch our show to the next year where we were closing by the end of the tour. And all the bands would come and watch our show. It's, I'm not new here. I'm not new to this, true to this. What's interesting is there are so many people in this country and around the world who maybe came to you from Tickets to My Downfall. Mm -hmm and don't realize the level of success you had with four previous albums that all were not only charted really well, but were highly regarded in the music world, that you did have this entire life before this. Has it been cool for you to sort of open that door to a new group of fans, yeah. younger fans, their yeah. parents, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's a whole new universe to you now. Yeah, it's really cool. I love, like, seeing all these new hands raise up when I ask like how many is how many people is it their first time seeing Machine Gun Kelly live tonight and then just see like 10,000 hands go up and 5,000 hands already be like no I've been here before and like to see it grow like that is so exciting and so anti what we've seen happen in most people's careers which is like I'll be going on my sixth album with Born With Horns after Tickets, which was my fifth album. And it seems like it's fresher than ever to people and more of a trending topic than ever when usually this would be when I'm most uninterested in somebody's artistry now because I feel like they've told me everything. But I feel like I held back everything. I feel like I held back for you, mm. ever, who I actually was. Like, there was always my, I was always bearing it all, but I just hadn't removed certain subconscious layers to realize I hadn't even it's like an iceberg, you know, you just see the tip and then like below the water is miles and miles of yeah. that iceberg. And, but you only are f seeing that. And, and I was too, I was only seeing the top of what was coming above the surface. You know, I was too scared to go underneath and see what was, what was really in there. Cause I had covered it up because as a, as a, as a kid, I was, scared so my reaction was to black it out and to build this exterior shield create a character and then go from there so uh yeah i mean as i like i learn more about myself through reaching like yeah. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Well, I mean, it's all in there. You listen to the album. There's love and there's deep pain and there's loss with your father, with Lonely. Mm -hmm. I mean, you definitely swam down and, and sort of investigated the depths of that iceberg. No. I actually 
tickets was just me sticking my head in the water. I didn't actually even swim down yet. The swimming down came after that album released, and I okay. like had affirmation that, right, you know, touching on what I saw when I poked my head under the water was was okay. And then I was like, oh, maybe I should swim deeper. So I'm born with horns. It gets it gets deeper, but still keeping the still keeping the melody, still keeping the ability to have the six-year-old and the 60-year-old be able to vibe to it yeah. and be able to have all the, the angst and the drama and, the, and the, the things that a 16-year-old would like. You know, this, 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 the 16-year-old the with all the energy in the world to be like, I can pick the world up and smash it right now. Like, I have... It's 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 all in there. Like it's like I, it feels like I got struck by lightning or something during that tickets album. Yeah, something happened to me. I haven't been the same since. Like I, I've realized something about myself that is actually it's dangerous. Dangerous how? To you. To you. Because I'm not scared anymore. There's no, it's nothing holding me back from being my my true self. And my true self is, it can't be silenced, can't be restrained. It's a force. It's like a hurricane. Can't stop that. It just goes until it feels like stopping and I don't feel like stopping anytime soon so so does that mean the new album is gonna sound and feel a lot different than tickets will you build on tickets is it going to a different place entirely or for your fans who can't wait to we've heard paper cuts of course it feels more guitar heavy for sure yeah lyrically Definitely goes deeper, but I never like to do anything the same. Every album is a juxtaposition of the last album. So I went and studied tickets, and I heard the bright sound that it had. And for this album, I just turned the lights off. So it will be different. Do you have any sense for how soon we might get to hear it? It feels like the tickets to my downfall era deserves this tour, which takes us to the end of the year. But I almost feel like the second you open your eyes and it's 2022, that you'll have something to listen to as well. And usually when people say that, they mean like spring. But I'm talking about right when you open your eyes and it's 2022. A New Year's Day gift. Be another thing to fill your other senses. Not taste. I was talking about this sense. <laughs> unless, unless Born With Horns comes with like an awesome like tray of food. Now that, that's next level. <laughs> you can taste the album. <laughs> <laughs> so that's actually sick. 
that's so hard. <laughs> Instead of streaming, everyone just eats the music. That's tight. I think that's just, a new creation I'll work on. That'll be like my 2040 project. If anybody can do it, I think it's you. Yeah, You'll pull like it off. When Wonka was doing the everlasting gobstopper or something, like I'll, I'll think of some way that as soon as you chew it, you're like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> what? <laughs> this yeah. is going to happen. We're going to watch for this. That'll be cool. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Sunday Sit-Down Podcast. Stick around to hear more from Machine Gun Kelly right after the break. We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn that thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton, for the stay. Join me, Esther Perel, every Monday in my office on Where Should We Begin? I'm talking to couples and individuals about love and work, about turning conflict into connection. More than ever, our relationships define the quality of our lives. So let's explore the myriad of relational challenges together. See you Monday. Welcome back to the Sunday Sit-Down Podcast. Now more of my conversation with Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, you were talking a little bit about your childhood, and I'm curious who you think you are speaking to and singing to when you write the songs you write. You had a quote I read that really moved me and stayed with me where you said um, something along the lines of, I'm one of the kids who didn't have signatures in his yearbook. People didn't sign my yearbook. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't cool. I didn't know what to hang on to. And then here comes music and now I've got something. And I feel like, man, there are so many kids like that who see you and hear you and feel you. And they go, yes, he speaks my language. Is that who you're talking to in some ways? That's who I empathize with. That's who I find a commonality with. But I just realized that over time by only choosing to speak for people who outwardly don't feel cool. I'm also alienating the people that we may think are just so cool who inside are so insecure and are just like, dude, I just want, I just wanted to, I just wanted to be cool. Like with, with you. Cause you don't know how many people and artists in general that I've written off or that have written me off and, in one conversation, usually drunk, we're like, oh man, I just had it all wrong, dude. I'm so sorry. I thought this. No way, because I thought this. And we just judge each other. And it's so whack because it takes it takes away the opportunity to have great art. Like I always hated the fact that even dating way back to the prehistoric age when the Beatles and the Rolling Stones were out. Like, I just, I wish that they had did music together. You know, you, you wish, you wish there wasn't these, um, third parties in between making each other stay away. So, I mean, I'm kind of just making music for 
for for any i'm just making music i'm just making music i'm like i don't want to put a label on for who because you would i i'm i'm constantly surprised at who comes up to me and is like dude like this weekend you know just being like paper cuts i love that song or like looking to the side stage and being like oh my god look at little nas going off over there <laughs> to this to to this song yeah. you know like and he was yeah so the, those those preconceived notions of well i'm making this song for and i'm but at being parallel with this opinion of me also being like i make music for or excuse me i just said that but me me at the same time going uh you know i don't like elitism or i don't like to be you know for like you know pop punk gatekeepers to be like well this is acceptable like these bands are cool these bands are not and the sellouts it's just like it's all so against each other like they all don't make any sense like the only thing that makes sense is to just make music and people that you can't tell people that they can't like it because they are not what i think are the people that should like it right you know what i mean like at the show last night there's world champion tennis players and skateboarders and like olympic skateboarders there all, all the, the there's kids who probably go to private school there's kids who probably took a train that there is kids who took a train from middle of nowhere new jersey there's kids from the bronx there's kids from brooklyn there's like it's just a melting pot of people who come together for music like the religion of music so i i don't feel like it's cool of me to say who i'm making music for cuz i don't know i'm just making music and it's on the sound waves and to resonate with whoever's frequency is operating on that level of what i'm making and what you've proven is it doesn't have to fit into a genre box you can do a no that narrative got to stop like, like people have to stop with this weird genre divide it's like it, 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 it we look at all these other aspects in life religion color science all these things it's just like dude just let things be what they are naturally there is there shouldn't be division between anything there should just be individuality like that it should be like self division with choices that you make that should be the only thing that you latch onto not like a a grand opinion tyrannized by one person who's also just a person right. telling you like this is how you should feel we should all just like like everyone just wants to love right or be loved and sometimes music can might be the only thing you can feel that way about you know this if if you're if you're me growing up that was what i that was the voice i listened to it was just what like what my body felt when i heard certain music like have you ever cried to a song Oh yeah. Okay, then that is Oh. 
that then then you know that that's pure. There is no like no one could tell you cry when you hear this song. That was just something that it did naturally. So it's weird that now it's like I think people are just bored. God, how <laughs> bored do you have to be to be like, man? You should only do this music. Right. You can only do this music. What you can do is shut the f- up. What I can do is whatever I want because I have that. I have that power. That. I think I've answered this answer has been 30 minutes. So no, it's great because no, but you're right because the fans anymore, and you correct me if I'm wrong, aren't listening to a gatekeeper. They're not reading a review on a website. Oh yes, maybe they're right. I shouldn't like this song that machine gun Kelly has out. They hear your music. They like it. They relate to it. It moves them in some way and that's it, right? They're not looking at genre boxes and deciding whether or not they're okay to listen to the music. Well, they shouldn't, but there are still those who like take the time to, do the genre boxes and do yeah. the the headlines and do the reviews instead of coming from a place of like, what do you feel though? I was even reading one this morning that I was just like, I, I, I was just uninspired by the, I was, I was reading it and I was like, this is why rock journalism, music journalism, it's like, it's such a broken record of Anyone who's not of the same age or in the same generation as you, you'll, you'll, you'll call legends or icons or whatever. And then anyone who yeah. is right here with you, you have to like speak down on or you have to like say, oh, well, it's not what this was. You don't know what that was because when I'm looking at these magazine articles uh, in, in the 70s or 80s, reviewing albums that now we classify as the greatest albums of all time they were giving them like two stars yeah. and being like these guys suck this dude's a poser this this the, these people can't i don't like the way they sound da, 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 da. and then because those are people that are of the same age same insecurities don't like that this person's doing this they don't have horse blinders on so they're only looking at those people's lives not appreciating their own lives and being like you know what i actually had a great night of music listen you know what i mean unless someone blatantly comes out of nowhere and is like i hate you all this concert sucks i'm not playing the concert that's something that you can be like yeah you're kind of not cool (laughs) but like it it it's so weird that you have to to die or be of a different age bracket to to have people really not be scared to tell you their true opinions. How many people in 2001 were like, man, I don't listen to Green Day or Blink-182, dude. That's mainstream pop punk. (laughs) And then you play the songs. They know every word. You liars. It's like the most, it's the weird guilty pleasure of being like, I can't say that I'm into this, but like, I'm into this, but like, I'm not saying it though. And then 20 years later, everyone, those same people come out and are like, dude, they're the goats, man. Like, this is my favorite stuff. Like, I'm just a fan of not having to 
get gray hair on my head before people start to be like, and I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about the the people because the people s- spoke already. The people yep. let it be known. That's why the industry. That's why, that's why my guitar was even a- allowed on stage at the VMAs, right? Because the people were like, you know what we want, and if we don't get that, we're 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 making an issue out of it. So like. This needs to happen, and there, it's, it's undeniable. The, a category that's been out of the picture for 20 years, since the Nirvana, since the Green Day, they had to put that on. It, it wasn't even on air last year, the one I won. Best alternative. Yeah. It was, it, that, that was one of the biggest clips of the night, and it wasn't even on air. But that clip of that, of that win and like the, the, how odd it was that that is, you had that, that got moved and put on air after 21 years, I guess. Now, yeah. Because of the people. But what I'm asking is as media to finally have courage and like have courage to say what it actually is. Like the resurgence happened because of an unexpected and unpredictable, a, bold reason and a big part of that reason is because of this person in an orange peach whatever suit right now and it's okay to admit that it's all right i'm going to die one day and it's okay to like say congratulations while I'm still here and it's okay to not think of me as this like overconfident uh intimidating presence that way that I constantly hear people judge me as because people think like I have it so together that they don't need to help me through my issues or that they don't need to be there for me because they're like oh he got it look how he like carries himself look Insecurity runs through my bones like blood. Inconfidence runs through the back, backstage before and after show constantly. I constantly critique myself. It's not a day I don't wake up and miss the mirror every time because I don't want to look at what's going on. I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking about in every aspect. You know what I mean? My gut is constantly filled with anxiety. My chest can't breathe. My therapist says I have an issue with breathing. I can't stop fidgeting. I fidget all the time. Like there isn't one bit of this that I just like breeze through. And I'm just like, I've never, ever once been asked, am I good? People just assume, am I good? People ask me if my, if my friends are good Hmm. and they miss the messenger to go ask. And I'll be like, okay, are you you all good, bud? Yeah, he's all good. I'm not, but I'll just go talk to myself or go write it more in music, and you'll just miss it more and more again. I took a song out of the set list for this tour. It's my first like sold out tour. First time going in front of crowds where the whole towns are like shut down because of the concert going on right like we we tried to postmate food the postmate wrote back 
it's a two-hour delivery time. The spot was 15 minutes away. Wow. It was like the highways are clogged up because of a Machine Gun Kelly concert. And I waited for that for a really long time. Planned out this whole set. Um, and I got on stage and the last song of the set was uh, also the last song of my album. And I performed it one night. Felt really uncomfortable doing the song because it was essentially something that I wrote as like a a goodbye to my daughter mm. at a time when I felt on a night in particular at a at a at a spot that I frequented where I felt like my heart palpitating I felt like I, I felt like I was overdosing I felt like I was kind of like checking out like my body was shutting down mm. and I was writing a note like I have to send this like if this does mm. if this is it like this has to be the last thing that like she has to know this right and later in the studio we ended up turning it into you know it into a song and I had just sent it to to her without any plans of it ever coming out, right? And then I was encouraged to put it out. I put it out, and but, but performing it, I, I pulled it out of the set. Like the second night in the middle of the song, I just stopped. And I was like, this will be the last time you hear this song in concert. I just want to respect the energy of this song and what it was intended for and not like turn it into a show because... It came from a real place and it, it is in a show. So. Does that happen to you often when you, you've written a song in a moment, maybe reacting to something that's happening in that moment, and then your life is so different by the time you get out of the stage that it feels, like you say, it just doesn't feel right to be singing it because it belonged to that moment and doesn't belong on that stage? No, because most of the time, my whole career, I have no problem putting on that smile that we talked about. Yeah. Like, I've been frustrated for years about certain stuff where I've been like, don't you hear me crying out in this song right here? Don't you hear that, like, everything's not all right? Don't you hear it's like, don't you hear that you miss, you miss it every time when it comes to how I'm, how I'm portrayed in the, in the mainstream media? Like, they don't want me to be an underdog. They don't want me to be rooted for. They don't want me to be coveted or beloved like they want me to be hated and villainized and scrutinized and ostracized so badly and I don't understand it because I'm a kid who came from nothing out of the middle of a town that wasn't known for anything other than sports and steel and crime and I came in with no guidance no real sense. And I'm just like, I'm just trying. Every day I wake up, I just try. I, don't, I, don't, I never once have like came out and been like, I know what I'm doing. 
And if I have, then that was a lie. It was just me having to like have my own back because it felt like only my fans were that guidance or were the people that had my back. But fans don't write the narrative until recently when the fans began taking control of the internet. That was like the wild, wild west. That's where we were allowed to be cowboys and take our guns out and be like, nah, like you aren't the sheriff anymore. This is our town. The outlaws like run it now. That's why tickets to my downfall achieve what it achieved. That's why even the week of, I remember we were going up against a group that had like a Marvel collab come out. Marvel is like the biggest universe of fans you can get. And everyone was like, oh my God, now we're not going to get the number one. They got this Marvel collab. And I'm like, just watch, dude. Like heart and like word of mouth. Like the people are going to take this. Like no one can beat when something real comes along. Like the, 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 the machine can't win up against the people. And that number one was so much more than a spot on a billboard. It was like a statement yeah. to every machine right? Like a statement to every artist too, who might be out there like wanting to give up if their first album didn't hit or their second album didn't hit or their third album, they aren't getting a Grammy nomination or their fourth album, they aren't getting a VMA nomination or their fifth album. If they make it there, if they, if, if they have the courage to stick it out for this marathon, you know, like that is a statement of hope. That's a statement of build it and they will come because like the people showed up and they need to know that they're responsible for something like really saving my life. Cause I can, I can, close my eyes whenever it's time to close them for good and be like, I, f I felt like I finally like meant something, you know, like I finally like did something. I, I gave people eras and moments. And I think now I just want to, I want the art to precede the, the celebrity, right? Like, yeah. I just want the art to be in front of the face. Which is hard, right? Super hard, dude. Super hard. It, yeah. It, it's like why I understand Kanye and putting that mask on. Because then all you can do is hear the music. Because you, <laughs> my friend who is now a friend, but I remember he was just he was telling me, "Yeah, man, I never really listened to your music. I, I just I always just hated your face." <laughs> and then he listened Jeez. to my, but but he I, he uh, he that comment followed. Who is this? And I was like, "Oh, this is my new this is my new song." He was like, "Whoa, dude, this is really good." 
It was a song called 53666. I was like, this is you? I was like, yeah. He's like, dang, that's crazy, man. I never listened to music. I just never really liked you. Like, I never really liked looking at you. But in a blind test of your music, he's like, yeah, I like that guy. How about that? Yeah. But, how, but that's the dilemma, right? The bigger you get, the more popular your music is, the more people want to chase you around and take your picture and know about your personal life and talk about Megan and everything else. So how do you begin to I mean, manage look, that? Dude, I, I, I would want to talk about Megan, too. <laughs> so that, I don't blame anybody for that. Like they, we can't, I, it's hard not to, yeah, right? Yeah, that's, 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 that's not something I'll ever fault someone for. When you're writing tickets to my downfall, the irony, and you've spoken about this, is you're writing about your downfall, and yet on the back end of it, it becomes this incredible rocket ship for you. And you fall in love while you're writing the album. You lose your dad near the end of the process. Um, do you see that irony of, okay, I'm writing about the end here, and actually, no, this is sort of a rebirth or a new beginning, as it turned out to be? Or does it even feel that way? Does it feel that like a rebirth? Or yeah, absolutely, it feels like a rebirth. Yeah, that's that's why I came out of the grave on the VMAs. I wasn't dying; I was reborn. That's why the saint was behind me. It's, it, 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 it is a rebirth. Do I feel the irony of the title change of the of the title being taken to my downfall? Absolutely, I knew it when I. I was, I knew it when I was sitting at a table with two other people, high out of my mind, and the statement, I'm selling tickets to my downfall and everyone's buying, was spoken, and I was like, that's it. That's it. Like, I, I, I'd never attached myself to something more in my life, you know, and I just, I'm a bet it all on the table guy. So that was what it was. I knew the, I knew how people could take that and make the biggest story of me failing if I, if I did so. And I also knew the reward of, if they turn that card over and we're playing blackjack and I get 21, what those winnings would look like. So if you want to, if you want an actual smile, I will smile right now because the winnings of that risk were very good. <laughs> yeah, I think you hit blackjack. Yeah. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> Stick around for more of my conversation with Machine Gun Kelly, including how his upbringing shaped his music. That's after a quick break. We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn this thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton, for the stay. Something bad has happened to mom. Streaming now on Peacock. 
Joy Delaney, mother of four, has gone missing. From the author of Big Little Lies and Nine Perfect Strangers. She will come back. You think we're this, like, big happy family? Oh, oh, oh. Have a confession. Starring Oscar nominee Annette Benning, Sam Neill, Jake Lacey, and Allison Breeze. Secrets will poison any family, and what you don't know can hurt you. Apples never fall. Streaming now only on Peacock. Welcome back. Now more of my conversation with Machine Gun Kelly. I'm interested in your. You were talking about your childhood, your influences, because mm-hmm. you're talking about kids looking at you and connecting with you. You, you know, with your father, you had, didn't have a lot of guidance at home, as you just said. So who were those people on the radio? Who were those people on TV? What pulled you up and said, try music? Maybe music is the way. My house was very, I lived with my aunt. I lived in her basement. It was very quiet. And when it wasn't quiet, I didn't like what I was hearing. It was very, like, scary to a kid. I actually just saw child videos of me for the first time, like videos of me as a as a three-year-old for the first time, and I couldn't believe that the innocence of that kid turned into this guy. But I just put on headphones and what I was listening to and what I was seeing on TV became the new voices that I was okay hearing. But I mean, I've, I've never really said this, but it, it should be said like the people who, who I'm, who I'm still with now and, and, and all those people in the streets who, you know, dude, gang members, like people who would be labeled by this midtown Manhattan society as people that I shouldn't or that wouldn't be protective of of something so good. I, I saw the opposite. I watched them see something in me and protect it and help me, you know, be a ladder for me to get to this level. And I, I I just think we miss a lot of the beauty in this country of what, of what is actually going on when humans like have a connection to something, right? Like, I think we just, we label everything really wrong because I actually think the people that I was supposed to look up to didn't do the right job and actually put me down and suppressed my dreams and all the people that you're not supposed to be around were the ones that really lifted me up and like filled my heart with, with love and, and, and gave me a protection that a family couldn't. And so that 
I owe them like that whenever they see me they always say don't don't stop like don't let nobody get in the way of this like they would have given up and ha- and 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 I, and I and have given up their own lives just to see me attain something that we all thought was impossible but we knew that this was a vessel that could actually work like we all saw it early on so it was actually very unconventional how how and who my upbringing was kind of formed and created because those guys could have written you off like who's this kid who wants to be a rapper right for sure but they open their arms to you for sure for sure so and and the streets educated me a lot a lot it gave me the real education that i needed and it showed me how to be a man it showed me how to feed my daughter when i had no means of doing so showed me how to believe in myself and it protected me along the way cuz it was a lot of wars to get here it was a lot of fights to get here physically and mentally it was a lot that the cameras will never pick up on people talk about different turning points in your career they might say meeting travis backstage way back in cincinnati i think it was cleveland but hilarious cleveland. Yeah, yeah that cleveland. was that was that was <laughs> wild to think about they talk about uh when diddy saw you signed you to bad boy Mm -hmm. talk about when you won amateur night at the apollo Mm -hmm. did any of those nights stick out to you as okay this is someone telling me i can be who i think i can be i can actually do this or maybe all of them sure all of them played a a big part subconsciously i still think it took a lot longer until i felt okay with myself right like but that the apollo night like like getting that first check from music even if it was 45 dollars which it was that was my first rap check it was like and being the first right the first rapper to do it like yeah. that was that was um felt like the like I they they gave me a key or something and I all I had to do was just find the right door that it fit in but before I was kind of just I didn't have any tools I didn't know what doors I just did I was just kind of like oh, I want to get in oh. and then that first check kind of gave me that key and then I, it it also helped me because it was like I never cashed that check I always just saved it and then I don't think I've cashed a check since cuz I never once like have looked or cared about money until i realized that old team members stole all of it and i realized better start looking i probably should have looked at it but uh (laughs) you know i i it's always been about like the art to me and the the music and the memories and the experiences because that is more liquid than cash is to me that's more like 
I can think back really quick and have a memory and feel warm. Like, oh, okay. But cash is just like, I don't, I don't feel anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't do anything. It like, it's a nice little knot, though. That's. <laughs> so as you say you've been like portrayed as hard living guy punk do you feel yourself growing changing as you head into this new album just personally i mean i mean I, you've said the music is going to have a different feel do you feel yourself i don't know if growing up is the right term but just changing and evolving i, I don't ever want to grow up You don't seem grown up to me. You seem like I feel like grown up as a is an alias for no energy. Right? It's just it means yeah. that you're like a stale loaf of bread. Like you, you, you know what I mean? Like you're you you you're smiley. You're vibrant. You know, like that's. If I become a stale loaf of bread, you can just take me off the shelf. So growing up does not interest me. Maturing and becoming a better me is absolutely first on my agenda because that ends up coming out on my fans and my relationship and my daughter and my friendship. And I always want that to be exceeding what it was the day before and the day before that. Like, I always want people to feel the love grow off of me constantly. I just want to be comfortable taking layers off that I keep putting in front of myself. It's like when I walked in at the beginning of this interview and I was like, I don't want to be here because I feel lost today it's okay to be lost yeah because there's some days i wake up and i know exactly where i am but i can't hide it anymore because then I, I i watched myself where i can go and watch interviews and i'm like who is that where are you? Like, I am you, and I don't know you. What planet are you on, dude? Like, what dimension me is this? I don't understand this. How hard do you have to, like, act like you're not here? Because I know you, and I don't know you. Because he had the mask on, the guy you were looking at? I mean, he had an Iron Man suit on. He did, it was a mask, a suit, a shield, a sword, <laughs> uh, 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 
uh, centaur, tar, centaur, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, there was like 8 million things where I'm just like, where are you, dude? Yeah. Come out. Yeah. God damn. Well, I want to say that I'm grateful, first of all, that you telling me this, that you came and sat and did lose the mask and we could have a conversation. And I obviously at the beginning of our interview, I meant absolutely no disrespect. I wanted to give you time if you needed that. And I misread your cadence and your vibe, but I am honestly so grateful that you would sit on a day when you feel lost, as you said, and would just open it up to me. So thank you for that. No, I mean, I want to, I want to thank you for not being a person to shun me for having a human moment. Yeah. And I like, obviously was blessed by you coming to the show and you having such positive things to say when you came in and knowing that your 12 year old and 14 year old were at the show and were at the show and got to see me do what I love to do, even if it was lightning, sound difficulties, <laughs> people not showing up. <laughs> so all the things. The fact that they didn't care about any of that At is all. amazing. But uh yeah, I think I think you're just the first one to interact with me since I've made that decision decision constant. I think you're the first one that I've interacted with since I've decided to make that decision consciously to just be how I am. Like I, I, there's nothing more I hate than looking at something I've done and I'm like, like everything was wrong that day and I lied to everybody and, and to myself by by even showing up there or acting like I was not worried about what was going on internally. You know? So just, you don't have to keep any of this, obviously. This is just me talking to you. But, yeah, no. Yeah. Well, I'm, but, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful because it's not easy to sit down and strip it all away and just be real. So thank you for that. Thank you. I mean, I also, I guess I, a really important part to me is to make sure that the people who see me that have known me know how appreciative and and gracious I am. So I, I hope that there are parts of this interview that are light and it's just not a bunch of... Yeah. So, I mean, if you feel like you got that, then obviously I'm willing to... It's the full picture, man. Call it it's who you a are. day, but if you want to keep going, if you feel like... You know, I, I definitely want people to see me beaming in a, in a moment like this, right? Because it is something I, I, you know, look back at hindsight and be like, what a time. I guess I always just have those fears of those times being in the, in the past or something, you know? Yeah. That's what drives me to be like, 
I can't soak in the moment. I have to just creating. I have to just keep creating more. But it must feel pretty damn good to stand on a stage with rain coming down, hold your pink microphone out that way, uh, and have an entire crowd sing every word of a song you sat in a room yeah. and wrote by yourself. Yeah, I'll rock with that. That's <laughs> cool. Definitely. That's that's like. I could cry thinking about that, man. I was like a, a, a decade in, two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, not being sure if I was doing the right, you know, doing the right things. If I was, I didn't know where it was leading to. And for, for it to culminate in these moments of sold out shows and crowds singing everywhere dude the fact that we have a 32 song set list <laughs> people sing all 32 sides they are i it's saw it crazy. last night I, I've, I've i felt it last night i felt it last night because i had friends come to the show and i was like damn i know my friends are thinking it was like that part of the show when i dropped i think i'm okay right after another song that like everyone had just sang and i'm yeah. just, and i was positive that everyone was like, all right, well, he gassed out all the hits. So there's like not, I don't know where it could go from here. And then all of a sudden, watch me take a good thing yeah. and mess it all up in one night. And the whole crowd just erupts and starts singing everywhere. Yeah. And they were like, another one. And then like, <laughs> that's over. And then, you know, they're like, okay, all right, well, that, that's that got to be the last like sing along one. And then like, you know, uh bloody valentine or like it just dude it was it, it is a trip because i loved going to concerts and when you watch an act that you kind of are like you're you're super familiar with but like when they're playing they're playing songs and you're just like dude i forgot how many of these songs i know yeah how did you make so many songs that i know you know like that's that's been the dream dude Cause you understand when I started touring, they knew half a song. It was like, they knew like one song, right? right. I like, or there was a whole tour where I just had to pitch. You had to pitch like the song, right? right. Like, like when wild boy first came out, I had to just pitch how wild I was. I would stop the show and I wouldn't perform. I would, I would take my pants off and just be in boxers and I wouldn't perform until someone else threw their, <laughs> threw their pants on stage and I would put their pants on and do the song. Because it was like, it took that much to sell the song at that right. point. It was just that like new and that much to prove that. And, 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 and wanting to be that memorable where you're like no 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 we're not just gonna do some songs and like give you the option to forget me you're gonna remember how crazy this night was yeah and then after i got tired of being crazy on stage i wanted to be prolific on stage and after that i wanted to be musical on stage and then to to be able to just stand there and not have to like cut myself open with a broken bottle and ha have all these other factors come before the music and for me to just be able to stand there and be like and this next song is called and, and it plays and everyone 
erupts. sings it, yeah. that was like, that was always the dream. So I'm living the dream right now. And then how about the ultimate rock star moment at the end when they turn off the electricity on you? And you didn't even need sound. And you sound didn't need it. For them to sing the song. I you sang it to them and they came back. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. Yeah, that was great, man. The lightning couldn't stop the show. Well, it did stop the show, but it didn't make us Not really. Home. Yeah. Not really. That was cool. Well, I know you got a show to get to tonight. I'm yeah. so grateful for the time today. Thanks a lot. Congratulations. Man. You touched a lot of people. People you probably don't even know you touched. Mm -hmm. And uh, your music means a lot to so Dude, many. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. Thanks thank a lot. Thanks. Appreciate the time. My thanks again to Colson for taking the time and for opening up on that day. I think we got there in the end, didn't we? My thanks to all of you for tuning in. Be sure to check out more of my favorite conversations from 2021, all of which now are up on the Sunday Sit Down Podcast. And don't forget to tune in to Sunday Today every weekend on NBC. I'm Willie Geist. Thanks for listening to the Sunday Sit Down Podcast. seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn that thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton. For the stay.